the book of Mark. You know, encourage our children to turn there too. The book of Mark, chapter number one. The book of Mark, chapter number one. We're going to begin in verse 35. I'm going to be, a little bit, I'm going to be briefer tonight. We've got some uh, obligations to tend to this evening. And we're going to labor and pack some shoe boxes and, and uh, do our part in that way to contribute to the Great Commission in that way. So we're going to head over there just here in just a moment. The book of Mark, chapter number 1. If you're there, say amen. Amen. <clears throat> Verse number 35. And in the morning, rising up a great while before day, he went out and departed into a solitary place and there prayed, speaking of our Lord Jesus Christ. And Simon and they that were with him followed after him. And when they had found him, they said unto him, All men seek for thee. And he said unto them, Let us go into the next towns, that I may preach there also. For therefore came I forth. Our Heavenly Father, Lord, we pray tonight, you'll bless this evening. Thank you already for your, Lord, for fellowship and communion with you and worship. Lord, as we fellowship now with your word. I pray, God, it will be a great help to us. Lord, I pray we realize how important it is to our lives. This word, this Bible, this, this, this gospel. Lord, you, you sanctify us by preaching. Lord, that we, faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Lord, I pray we hear it tonight and we do what we hear. And we receive it in the good ground of our heart. And Lord, we don't, we're not a casual listener. We put forth effort, and we listen, Lord, to what you would have for our lives. Help us not to be so arrogant and narcissistic to think that we don't need this word in our lives. Lord, I pray we listen and make it personal, that this is your word for us in our life, in this hour. Lord, bless it. In your name, Jesus, we pray. Amen. Now, the, uh, the, the most glaring observation that we always make, and I think it must be made, is here Jesus, our Lord and Savior, he goes alone by himself and prays. He has private devotion with his Father, and he's praying. He is, he is the perfect, holy Son of the living God. And Jesus Christ is praying. Jesus is having devotion time with God. And so the most obvious application is, is that if Jesus is doing this, and you and I must need it too. If Jesus sees the need to pray and have devotion with his Father, Jesus Christ sees the need, then you and I desperately must need this in our lives. If Jesus does it, we should do it. That's the example he set before us. But if Jesus needs it in his life, not only does, does he do it and we should do it, but if Jesus needs it in his life, then how much more do we need this in our lives? Jesus, he said, me, me and my Father are one. He was in perfect communion with his Father. He did everything that pleased his Father. He was in perfect fellowship with his Father, and still he craved his Father. He still needed God. He still wanted a relationship with his Father, to have fellowship with him. So we think about coming to God in prayer. It should, be on a, it should not only be we need things from God. We shouldn't, it shouldn't always be we need forgiveness in prayer. Seeking forgiveness, absolutely, because we do. But Jesus didn't need any forgiveness. 
Jesus didn't come to God asking for forgiveness for anything. What is he doing? He's communing with God. And what's interesting, the context here, is the night before Jesus spends his evening, remember verses 32, when the sun did set, all the diseased and them possessed with devils gathered at the door, and he healed many that were sick of diverse diseases in verse 34. And so Jesus has had a full day of ministry. He is tired. He is exhausted. You know how you feel when you host people at your home? It makes you tired, don't you? You know how you feel when you do things for people all day long? It is more tiring almost than anything that you can do in your life because it is energy leaving you. You are serving other people. And what was Jesus doing the day before? And look what he did, verse 35, and in the morning rising up a great while before day. A great while before day. How long did Jesus sleep that night? A couple of hours? Look, this is how much he, he seeks to have fellowship with his Father. This is convicting, isn't it? And he's not like me and you. He is perfect. And he slept a couple of hours? Now, it could be that he has trouble sleeping. Now, why would he have trouble sleeping? Now, the Bible says in Isaiah 53 that he was acquainted with grief. He was a man of sorrows. Why was Jesus, maybe he had trouble sleeping. We know that sometimes he couldn't sleep when others did sleep. We know on the Mount of Transfiguration they slept and he didn't sleep. We know in the Garden of Gethsemane that they slept and he didn't sleep. Is he, maybe he's having trouble sleeping. He's burdened with the ministry of the gospel. He is burdened with doing God's plan. And you and I should have a sense of burden in our lives too. I mean, we should be burdened about some things. Jesus, the, we see his heart in verse 38. He says, he says, let us go to the next towns that I may preach there also, for therefore came I forth. He, he's on a mission. Remember, the book of Mark is the serving Savior, and he's on the go. He don't even have time to sleep. He is burdened about his mission. And what is the mission that God has for your life? I pray, I hope, it, it should be your desire that I'm just not going to live my life to do what I want to do. I'm going to live my life for God, and I'm going to be burdened about something. I'm going to be concerned about something. I'm going to be worried about something. I'm going to lose sleep over some spiritual things. I'm not always going to make sure my comfort's my first priority or my desires. I'm going to be burdened about something other than myself. But far too many people are burdened about their own needs. And Jesus came to serve, remember? And so Jesus, alone, he's praying. And Jesus needed his Father, so he prayed. Jesus needed his Father, so he prayed. And I think that's key here. And I think that Jesus here is changing. It should change the way that we view prayer. Because, and we need to change the way that we view prayer. We view prayer. And we don't need to see prayer as a chore, but we need to see prayer as a need. So Jesus, it's not a chore for him to pray. Jesus is praying, I believe, because he has a need to pray. He's seeking his Father. And too many times we think that prayer is a chore that has to be done instead of something that needs to be done. So Jesus is praying, I believe, because it needs to be done. So Jesus is viewing prayer and not as a chore, because if it's a chore, then he probably wouldn't have got up that early to do it. This is something that he needs in his life. And prayer should be that way for you and I. Prayer should no longer be a chore. We should view prayer as a need and not something that we have to do, but something that we need in our lives. We need fellowship with God in prayer. 
We need it bad. So prayer should not be a chore. Prayer is a need. You ever notice if you need something, it's no longer a chore? If you need coffee, you ever notice? You go get coffee. If you need food, it's not a chore to go get food. If you need to take a nap, nobody, maybe when you're Nathan's age or Madison's age or Avery, boy, I miss the days. They, th- they think sometimes like, oh, I don't want to take a nap. I miss those days. Now I want to take a nap, don't you? You told me right now, go to your room and take a nap. I said, okay, <laughs> I guess that's what I'll do. <laughs> but when you need sleep, it's not a chore to go to sleep at all, is it? You just go in there and go to, I, and matter of fact, today even, Bill reminded me, I felt that way and Bill nailed it. I was walking through the parking lot this afternoon to come into the building and he said, and I think Brother Bunny taught us this saying, he said, oh, when the saints come dragging in. <laughs> I feel that way tonight, don't you? Some of you, I do feel that way. I'll be honest with you. We need prayers. Prayer should not be something that we have to do. It should be something that we need in our lives. Not a chore, but a need. And Jesus needs prayer with his Father. He has to fellowship with his Father. A couple things and I'll be through. Why do, why do, we, why do we need prayer? Why should it no longer be a chore, but something that we need in our lives? Number one, I think, because prayer stops us from being too self-reliant. Prayer stops us from being too self-reliant. And we need to understand that we can't get through life on, through our own strength as Christians, through our own power, through our own efforts, through our own desires. Prayer should be something that we need because prayer stops us from being self-reliant. I was thinking about that this afternoon. How can I express that? And the greatest commentary on the Bible is the Bible. And if you're a Sunday school teacher or you're a preacher, if you need something to prop up the text or to expound upon the text, or you need a story, then first look in the Bible because there's plenty of material to help expound upon the truth. You remember when Moses, he saw the Egyptian and he was... uh, he was um, being hard on one of the Hebrew children. And Moses takes matters into his own hands because he has a desire that he don't want these people being, being enslaved by the Egyptians anymore. So what does Moses do? He kills the Egyptian. He's self-reliant. If, if, maybe he should have prayed about that first, right? Maybe he should have prayed about it before he killed the Egyptian. So in his self-reliance, he Killed the Egyptian, and then he had to run for his life and spend 40 years working for his father-in-law. Or like when, when, uh, when Jacob and, and, and his mother tricked Isaac into stealing Esau's blessing, and what he should have done was just trusted God, but he went about it his own way. He was self-reliant. He thought about, I'm going to do, do the right thing, but you can do the right thing the wrong way sometimes, you know it? And how can you do the right thing the wrong way? By being self-reliant. And so many of us are doing the right thing the wrong way, like somebody trying to preach without first starting it in prayer, or trying to teach a Sunday school lesson without bathing your studies in prayer, or going to be a soul winner and without first bathing it in prayer, or trusting your own wisdom or your own strength, or you might think, well, I've been through a hundred days before and I haven't started my day with prayer. Listen, you are risking your your future, your day, your, tr- your family on your own self-reliance. You need to pray about it first. You know it? You need to pray about it. Prayer is a need. We need to pray about it, don't we? 
It's not a chore. It is a need. And self-reliance will get us in trouble. And Jesus said, I do all things that please my Father. What is he doing? I'm not being self-reliant. Father, what do you want me to do? I don't want to do anything contrary to your will. And how's the only way we can go about not doing that? We need to talk to our Father who is in heaven. Thy will be done Thy kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. I need prayer because self-reliance will wreck your testimony and ruin your life. You know that? It will. It absolutely will. We sung about it. I jotted it down tonight. Precious Lord, take my hand. Lead me on. Let me stand. Take my hand, Lord. How How can I express that to him? Father, take my hand. Lead me on and let me stand. Number two, and lastly, why should prayer be a need and not a chore? Because prayer stops, being, stops us from being too self-reliant. But number two, and lastly, prayer stops us from being overly anxious. Prayer, without prayer, we will become too burdened by the troubles of our lives. Turn to the book of Philippians, a very famous passage. Lastly, the book of Philippians. And look at Philippians chapter number four and look at verse number six Philippians chapter four verse number six the Bible says be careful for nothing you know what that means it means don't worry it means stop worrying you know why you need prayer and prayer shouldn't be a chore because we worry too much don't we it's way too much Be careful for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto the Lord. Why do you need prayer? Because prayer keeps you from being overly anxious. So, two things. Number one, why do you you need, that's the emphasis, prayer, because prayer keeps you from being self-reliant. You need His guidance. You need his direction. And if Jesus sought the guidance from his Father, then you need it desperately. Number two, why do you need prayer? Because prayer is the only force in this life that will keep you from being over-anxious. You know, I've even heard Christian people say, there's nothing wrong with talking to somebody. But I've heard Christian people say, I need to go see a therapist. I would first go see God in prayer. I mean, have you bathed something in your life in prayer? Have you been anxious for something and been burdened for something and neglected prayer? Have you decided that, you know what, I need need prayer over this more than I need anything else, and before I make another move, I'm going to pray about it, I'm going to talk to God about it, I'm going to do it this afternoon. I'm going to wake up tomorrow morning and I'm going to pray about it. I'm going to seek God's will over this matter. I'm going to bathe it in prayer. I'm going to ask God to help me, give me wisdom, give me strength. And if he don't take it away, he'll give me grace to bear it. I need him. Oh, I need him every hour. I need him. I'm going to pray. And not only would he give you strength and grace, just to talk to God about it. Lord, I'm stressed. 
I'm having a rough moment. I'm weak and I'm weary and I'm tired. I'm confused and I'm lonely and I can't go on much longer. I need you so bad in my life right now. I need you more than anything else. I don't need anything more than I need you. I need you more than anything else. I know you've been faithful to the saints that come before me and I know you're the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. And I need you. Lord, I can't make it. I can't go on unless you help me. There's something beautiful about that when you talk to God like that. You tell Him how you're scared and you're worried and you're anxious and you don't know what to do. When's the last time you told God in prayer, I don't know what to do. I need your help. You see, we need prayer. We need prayer. And prayer is not a chore. Prayer is something that we need. So Jesus is praying And in closing, Mark chapter 2, so Jesus got up early in the morning, a great while before the day, and he went alone into a solitary place, left his friends, left his disciples, got alone to a place, and there prayed. And Simon interrupted him in verse 36. In verse 37, they found him... And what was he praying about? It It seems that we have the answer in verse 38... And he said unto them, let us go to the next towns, that I may preach there also. So Jesus possibly was praying, should I leave Capernaum? Because that's where he's been. Jesus was praying maybe for the ones that he ministered to. And in prayer, he found the direction that he needed, and now he knows what he's going to do. In most of our lives, we don't know what to do. And I've found the only way I know what to do is I have to talk to God about it in prayer. And until I do that, I really don't know what to do. And how could I even know what to do? Because I'm being self-reliant without prayer. I'm living my life without the guidance of God if I don't pray. And if I'm not praying, then how in the world would I know what to do? And no wonder we got so much anxiety because we're living our lives and we're making countless mistakes because we don't know what to do, and we're living outside of God's guidance and will for our lives and we're just going on each day without prayer, without talking to God, without seeking His guidance, without seeking His blessings. It's by the grace of God alone that we're making it. You know that? I mean, we're going on every day without God in prayer and no wonder we're afraid and anxious and worried because we're making a million mistakes and they might not be sinful, but it's not what God's perfect will for our lives is. And we should seek God in prayer. So Jesus is praying, God, what do you want me to do? Father, I'll do whatever you say, and he'll do whatever his Father says. And then after prayer, Jesus says, all right, we got to go. Now he knows what to do. He knows where to go. He knows what his mission is. And now he's living a deliberate life, and he's not confused, and he's not anxious about it, and he's not wondering about it. And he prayed to God. He woke up early. He needed prayer, and then he has his answer. They find him. All right, we are looking for you, Jesus. And Jesus interrupts them, and he says, we got to go. We've got to go to these next towns. I have came for this reason. He's speaking with a sense of, of authority, isn't he? He knows what to do. He knows where he's going. Let us go into the next towns that I may preach there also. For therefore came I forth. Verse 39, and he preached in their synagogues throughout all Galilee and cast out devils. How did he know what to do? He prayed about it. Hey, we better pray about it. (laughs) Let's follow Jesus' steps. And each day this week, each day, Let's begin it with prayer. Why? Because we need it. We need prayer. 
Because we're too self-reliant, which creates too much anxiety. And I know that God's sovereign will and plan over Moses' life overcome his, his, his choices, but maybe God would have done it different if Moses hadn't lost his cool and killed an Egyptian because he was self-reliant and maybe he should have prayed about it first. Hey, we don't know what to do with our lives until we spend time in prayer with the Lord. We don't know what to do. We don't know what to do. Amen. Let's stand to our feet. Yes, ma'am.